Welcome to the Beacon Broadcast from Beacon Baptist Church in Burlington, North Carolina, featuring expositional Bible teaching by Pastor Greg Barkman. If you'd like to correspond with the Beacon Broadcast, or if you wish to support this radio ministry, write to The Beacon Broadcast, Post Office Box 159, Alamance, North Carolina, 27201, or find us on the web at beaconbaptist.com beaconbaptist.com The Beacon Broadcast is supported in part by the gifts of faithful listeners. Now with today's message from God's Word, here is Greg Barkman. The Puritans used to have a pretty common saying that said, keep short accounts with God. What do they mean by that? Well, accounts are accounts of of, uh, your debt. Back in that day, it was not uncommon for people to have something like a a charge account at a familiar store where they were known and where they did business, and they would buy things at the store and say, put it on my account. And at the end of the month or whatever time was agreed upon, they would go in and pay whatever was on their account. But of course, in a system like that, somebody is always going to be careless and abuse it, as people do today with other kinds of credit, credit cards and so forth. And so there would be some people who would come in and maybe only pay part of the account, couldn't, a little short this month, can't pay at all, and so forth. And so they always had an unresolved amount left on their account. They never satisfied it, never cleared it away. And what the Puritans said was, keep short accounts with God. And they were referring, of course, to the account or the record of our sins, which are also viewed in the Bible as a debt owed to God. Now, that's not the only thing that describes what sin is, but that's an important aspect of it. When we sin, we have indebted ourselves to God. We have created a debt with God. We have put something on our account. Now, we recognize that when we are in Christ, when when we are born again, when we first put our faith in Christ alone for our salvation, that the record of our sins in heaven is completely removed. We are justified. All of our sins are dealt with there. But there are Uh, There is another aspect of this that we need to recognize, and that is the sins that affect our daily fellowship, our communion with the Lord. And that's a different matter. Christ explained the difference of those two things in his upper room discourse with his disciples in John chapter 13, where he was going around and washing his disciples' feet. And Peter said, don't wash my feet. And Jesus said, if I don't wash your feet, listen to me, you have no part with me. And then Peter said, well, in that case, wash me all over. And Jesus said, no need to wash you all over. You've already been bathed. And that only happens once in the spiritual meaning of that term. But when it comes to washing your feet, that has to be done regularly because you pick up dust on your feet as you walk around on the dusty streets in your sandals. And those need to be washed regularly. And what Jesus was saying was, when you 
believe in me, you are justified, you are bathed clean, and that takes care of your record in heaven before the judge, the judgment bar of God, where everyone is going to give an account, and only those who are trusting in Christ and have placed their sins on his account, and he settled that debt upon the cross, are going to be given, going to be granted eternal life, actually already have it. But those who don't have their sins on Christ's account, who settled it upon the cross, they must go into eternal perdition to settle their own account, which can only be, can never be fully satisfied. That's a terrible thing to even contemplate, but the truth is very clear in the Word of God. But there's another relationship, and that is the father-son relationship, the fellowship relationship, not the judge-sinner relationship. That's justification, and that's settled once and for all. But there is the father-son, the believer and his fellowship with Christ relationship, and that continues on in this world, and it can be improved or it can be made worse according to whether or not we are keeping up with our sins and confessing them on a regular basis. Some people have difficulty keeping that thought in mind, that we need to confess our sins. Why do I need to confess my sins if they've already been washed away? Well, they have been before the judgment bar of God as far as your legal debt is concerned, as far as your debt before God as judge is concerned, but there's this issue of your fellowship with the Father, and that's a different matter. You have one relationship with God as judge, settled by faith in Christ once and for all. You have another relationship with God as Father, and like any human relationship, father, son, mother, daughter, whatever it may be, any human relationship, that relationship can be strained by activities that strain the relationship. And in the case of Christians, as we sin, we strain the relationship. Thank God, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We can keep wiping away those sins that mar our unbroken fellowship with God. But we need to do that. We've got to keep short accounts with God if we're going to have a good relationship with him. And that's a long introduction, and I pause to welcome you to this Wednesday, December 13 edition of the Beacon Broadcast. And thank you for helping us financially, and would you consider a year-end gift to the Beacon Broadcast before the month of December is gone. Well, that's what Paul is talking about, at least in part. It's not really the main thrust of verse 5 of, of 2 Corinthians chapter 13, but he does tell us here to examine ourselves, to examine ourselves before God. Examine yourselves as to whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not know yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you? unless indeed you are disqualified. Examine yourselves. Examine your heart. Examine your life. Confess your sins. And if you're not doing that, <clears throat> the question is, why are you not doing that? And the answer may be, because you are disqualified. We'll get to that eventually at the end of the verse. 
Don't you know that you are in Christ unless, indeed, you are disqualified, which is another way of saying that you aren't actually in Christ, you just think you are. This business of self-examination is a serious matter, and those who are in Christ understand the importance of it and welcome the throne of grace where we may go to acknowledge our sins and have them freshly washed, as it were, the washing of our feet by Christ and getting the dust off of our our feet and ankles from walking through this world and picking up the dust of sin. And I suggested to you on the broadcast yesterday that as you go to the Lord to examine your heart before him and to be reminded of your sins so that you might confess them, I would suggest you deal with them in three areas. First of all, your thoughts, and I'm not going to go back to that. We dealt with that on the broadcast yesterday, but I just mentioned that as a very important category, maybe the most important category, that you ask the Lord to examine your heart, and if there are any thoughts that you have dwelt upon that you know are sinful, then acknowledge that as sin, confess it, and ask the Lord to help you to stay away from those sinful thoughts. But beyond thoughts, there are words. And our words can be very, very sinful, sometimes, of course, by using blasphemous language or sexually suggestive language, telling dirty jokes, and doing other inappropriate things of that nature. And all of these things are related. You can't completely divorce lascivious thoughts from lascivious speech. If you you don't confess the one and acknowledge it as sin and, and wrestle with it to put it out of your life, then it'll probably bleed over at some point into number two, your words, which will betray lascivious thoughts. And then if you don't get that, taken care of, it will probably eventuate in the third category, which is your your works, your activities. And you will eventually, if you're not keeping short accounts with God, you will eventually probably actively commit sinful sexual deeds to commit fornication. So you need to be dealing with these things on a regular basis, a daily basis. Lord, remind me of the thoughts that I have not just been exposed to and dismissed, that's not sin, but the thoughts that I have been exposed to, that I welcomed, that I dwelled upon, that I held on to, that I pursued, oh Lord, I acknowledge that as sin. I confess it to you, please forgive me and help me, deliver me from evil in that area. Words. Dear Lord, have I said anything in the last 24 hours since the last time that I had my daily time with you? Have I said anything that I wish I hadn't said? Have I said anything that I wish I could withdraw? And if you have... It'll come to mind very quickly. In fact, if you have, it's probably, it may already be on your mind. You just haven't taken it to the Lord in prayer and acknowledged it and confessed it. And in some cases, that's not sufficient to simply take it to the Lord. In some cases, the only way to make it completely right is to go to that person that you said the wrong thing to 
and ask them to forgive you for that uncalled-for comment, for that angry and hurtful comment, for that whatever it was you said that you wish you had not said, and you know that it should not have been said, but it's been, it has been said, don't dismiss it, don't treat it lightly, don't justify it, confess it, acknowledge it, keep short accounts with God, examine yourselves and confess these sins before him, acknowledging them to be sins. And so ask the Lord to show you the thoughts that need to be confessed, ask the Lord to show you the words that need to be confessed, and ask him to help you to use your tongue only in a sanctifying way, a gracious way in the future, and ask the Lord to show you those activities that need to be confessed, those sins of commission and sins of omission. Sometimes your sin of activity is that you wasted time in activities that were not necessarily sinful, but they kept you from doing something that was your responsibility to do. They kept you from doing the job you were supposed to do, the ministry you were supposed to do, the family involvement that you were supposed to be involved in. You allowed yourself to get sidetracked with other activities that in the right place and time might be not sinful, though, of course, in some cases you may have been involved in activities that would be sinful in any context, but some activities are not sinful in and of themselves, but if they crowd out things that you should have done and kept you from doing that, they become sinful, and so confess those. Ask the Lord to forgive you of that, and keep short accounts with God. Examine yourselves. May God help us to do it. Until tomorrow, Greg Barkman saying good day. May God give you his eternal peace.